Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour Lovecast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I am joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And we are here with another episode of the Love Hour where we talk about, yay! This is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. Can mm-hmm. we steal that from... Um, Who said that? It's in the Declaration America? of Independence. Sure, they stole everything from us. Okay. They stole us and brought us here. Oh. They steal our culture. <laughs> they don't give us no credit. We can steal whatever we want because I'll fire on America. Why do I we get it. so deep so fast? Hey, man, okay, so... Black History Month is over. Never forget. Never forget. It's Black History <laughs> Year. <laughs> Um, so we're a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness in relationships. We are marriage champions. We are not marriage counselors. Uh, so we talk about really a lot of transparent things in, yes. in our lives and things that we find interesting. Uh, but if you think that you need counseling, it is our recommendation that you go. Uh, we are not a substitute for counseling. So please develop a personal relationship with an actual counselor you can go to uh therapyforblackgirls.com if you would like to find a therapist they have great it's like a directory for uh, a th- therapist across the united states of america don't hit my mic sorry <laughs> um okay so now that that's out the way we can go into the this or that with lists and kev kev and that Liz. or this, that or this. Kev and i think i always say it wrong you and i always it on purpose because you don't know how to submit no and you know what i always get somebody in my uh they either email me or dm me so hate just mail that they're and just like don't. honestly melissa it just sounds better melissa won't the more you ask her the more she will not honestly do. i think i just have a mental block that it is this or that there, there's no rhyme for that so because normally that's how it goes. Branding says that or this with that Kevin or List. This with Kevin but you don't List. want to be branding. That or this with Kevin List. Thank you for your jingles. It's time for this or that with Kevin List. This or that with Kevin List. Tomato. Tomato. Potato. Potato. We choose each other no matter the problem. This or that with Kevin List. This or that with Kevin List. So the question is, would you prefer a massage or a facial? Massage. I knew you were going to say that. That's so easy for you. Don't touch my face. I'm one of the people who has, outside of razor bumps, fantastic skin. You do have a super annoying, perfect skin. And I don't do anything. And Melissa hates it. Yeah, he. I have actually I just wake found up and wash water over like my with face. Dove or like Irish Spring. Look how upset she is because that is the worst. <laughs> but I also have razor bumps. No, so there's that. Yeah, but listen. Yeah, but you have stuff you can do better with that. What I have found is that people with the best skin has has the worst or have the worst skincare regimen. Yes, my regimen is I was born. <laughs> That's literally all I do to my skin. It is so annoying because I, I work so hard. I remember when I was a teenager, this is, uh, you guys know that I am the best candidate for advertising. Because, if I see a good ad, I'm oh, like. Oh, yes, you do. You are. There's been so, I remember one time, I'll tell you the story, then I'll tell you what the point was about ClearSell. Applebee's had a commercial about, they had a quesadilla burger. First remember of all, this? I'm already turned off because you said Applebee's. They had, a, I was at the house. They were like, we got a quesadilla burger. It's a burger in the inside, but it's on quesadilla bread. And I was like, I like it. <laughs> Went, got in my car, drove straight to Applebee's for lunch and bought it. Uh, so Clearasell had an amazing commercial. They had the kids washing their face, splashing in there. I'd never had pimples in my life as a teen. Went and bought some Clearasell and used it for like three months. 
for absolutely no reason. See, and that's the thing. So when I was a teenager, I actually, I didn't use uh, Clarissa. I actually used Neutrogena. Mm -hmm. And then it just like progressed from there because (laughs) I have the worst skin on planet Earth. And it annoys me to no end that you literally, if I use Dove, (laughs) like I'm angry right now. Because you will literally, I don't even, I can't even put Iris Spring on my body. It is so drying mm. and itchy oh, and yeah. scaly and flaky, and you will literally wash your entire face. You, Kevin, I'm so <laughs> mad right now. Kevin will take Dove soap and wash his hair, his face, and his body. Uh huh. And nothing will happen for the most part. However, you have a great body, and you don't have to eat right or work out. Is that the exchange? Yes. I would Look rather have you. terrible skin. And your body, no, no. yes. So I because when we go out to places and Kev's like, we should get a, we should get a couple's massage. I'm like, I don't want that. I want a facial. <laughs> Except I changed me not now. to do no. Yeah, facials. I did just change because I did just get um, hip to game, and you actually need an esthetician. Yeah. And this lady has transformed my skin, and that is the reason I'm like in this space now. I will do a massage all day long. But also, massages are like I would rather go see a chiropractor too. No, because they just be. <laughs> Yeah, but it lasts so much longer. Soothing. I need to be soothed. But you're soothe me, soothe, not crack my bones. But then in 24 hours, your body is just as sore and achy. Where a chiropractor is the person that's going to realign things, so that way it lasts longer. Your massage would last longer if you went to the chiropractor first. No, child, that was a little bit of a message because all you're doing is going for surface level, and the chiropractor is actually fixing the root of the issue no, because it's my shoulders that hurt and the chiropractor don't do nothing for that he helps when your back hurts no and your neck if i'm sore right and here and if you have tension here I don't have you that. don't even if, know if i'm sore you don't right here know. in my shoulder blades what's the chiropractor gonna do adjust your neck no he's just gonna <laughs> and plus chiropractors just do that in like five minutes that's fact. the massage they got music essential oils they give you a little it is, a, it is more I like experience. experience i, I agree. want somebody it give me rubbing and tell me sweet nothings and it, rub I, my shoulders and talk to me and give me tea after and say, drink your water. They do. Okay. I just like to be, I want a little, the car back just <laughs> like changing your oil. It's so true. He don't even so, set the mood. Okay. So all the lights be on all So high. you're saying massage just because of the experience. Yes. Okay. I I don't get facial. I'm always going to do facial, but I would prefer to see my esthetician and not go to like massage envy. Yes. Because and I like to fact- give you massages because they lead to sex. That's really all men. The only reason we even give massages is to rub your butt. My shoulders hurt. You want a massage? Yes. Take your pants off. What? Panties off. Why? I don't I know. I want to give you a massage in your butt. My butt feels fine. No, I grab it. To this I lock it. Point I won't in grab the podcast. But every but, 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 single but, 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 time but, but. we wind up here. I'll give you a massage in today. This spot. You're sore. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> So one thing I never want you to take off in the massage is my bra. You know why? Yes. All right off the rip. Don't matter what you tell me. You need. Can't my feet hurt? Take your bra off. Why? This it's connected. It's like acupuncture. <laughs> if I massage your boobs, then your feet will feel better. Hello? And I can't. There's a if your bra straps all in the way. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, it's like an infomercial. I'm like, oh man, whoa! I can't even massage. Oh, the straps. You made me so uncomfortable. My arm itches. 
You need a massage. I don't need a massage. Well, I do want to tell you one thing, though, why I don't want you to take my bra off during massages. Because I just got hip to third love. Ah, oh, that was your best one so Thank far. You. That was amazing. So I didn't even see it coming. Did. Look at you go. Look at you go. So um, I actually just got hip to game two, third love. And let me just tell you something. I'm a podcast junkie. In case you don't know, I literally listen to podcasts quite often, all of the time. And third love is like on like a lot of the yeah. uh, as an advertisement. And I've always wanted to try them, but I never actually have. And I just tried them. And I am, I bought like five. Did you really? Yeah. You bought five bras? And they're amazing. Because they're that comfortable? Literally. I remember when you first got it, you were like, Kev, this is what it is. So I knew I was addicted because we, like, I really, really liked it. This is a true life story. So Kevin and I just took headshots. Mm -hmm. And I knew we were going to be at the studio all day. I don't know if you remember this. Yes. And I was panicking because I couldn't find my third love bra. And I was like... I'm going to be so uncomfortable and I need a bra that's going to be comfortable. And like, I believe that the girl should be like Jesus. High and lifted up. High and lifted up. Come on in here today. <laughs> High and lifted <laughs> up. Bro, there's all of the things. Okay, so let's talk about it. Like all of the things that they have. So number one, they have 78 bra sizes. Wow. Yeah. That's, be impressive. That's unprecedented. They have inclusive sizing. They have signature signature half sizing. You take a um, fit test. Yeah, like a fit. It's called a fit test. Let me make yeah. sure I'm telling you right. A fit finder quiz is what it's called. And it helps you determine the size, but also the shape. The shape of you, like the songwriter says. Yes. Sheeran, huh? And those two <laughs> things together is what provides you with like the most comfortable fitting bra because mm-hmm. it's more than just like the sizing. It's also about the shape. And they have half sizes, which uh, a lot of the population doesn't fit. We, women don't fit in a full cup size. We normally fit in half cup sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you take the test. They match you up with like your perfect fit. And then they also send a recommendation bra, so to speak, with that bra just in case so you Got get it. two both of them worked out for me this is actually how i wound up with so many because they always send two and then well your first order they send two and then i bought like three more after that so they're tagless and they're itchless amen <laughs> um so they have a 60 day guarantee or 100 percent fit guarantee and every customer has 60 days to wear it wash it put it to the test and if you don't like it you can return it wow you know and companies who do that always have great products because they know you're not going yeah, to have to they're return standing. it if you have to return it yeah then they have no business model so i, I found that when companies have really strong guarantees it's because they don't need to use them i strongly recommend this this is absolutely my favorite bra of all time like literally my favorite one so highly 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 recommend it if you are interested um in taking up this offer third love has provided a special offer to our listeners you get 15 percent off your first order go to thirdlove.com slash love hour now to find your perfect fitting bra again that's 15 percent off your first purchase that's lovehour.com slash love hour that's l-o-v-e-h-o-u-r for 15 percent off today that's thirdlove.com slash love hour what did I say? Lovehour.com slash lovehour. One more time. You're going to go to thirdlove.com slash lovehour for 15% off. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash lovehour. That's L-O-V-E-H-O-U-R for 15% off your first order today. And I think one thing I want to say about it that I like about it, 
easy to take off with one hand. Hello? With your left, any bra that's like left hand together, pull off, that's important for me. And Third Love excels. Third Love excels. Highly recommended. Highly Absolutely recommend. 100%. Would recommend. 10 out of 10. Go, go, good. go do those things. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to jump into the topic for today, which has a little bit of a backstory. So I just want to quickly tell the backstory. This your show, baby girl. Okay, so the, yeah, topic, the topic for today is um, how what you learned from your parents' marriage or what your parents' marriage taught you. Yes. So we talked about a, this a little bit when we did the family of origin um, episode, and that is that your immediate family or the family that you you were raised in is like your university of life yes it literally teaches you how to interact what's acceptable what's not acceptable it implants your your implants your moral compass like it is your university for life Mm -hmm. um and so i realized that i had things in me that I really actually didn't realize it, but it was through having kids and watching them replicate some of those actions that you realize, oh, I learned this from my mom, uh, and now I've passed this down to my son. Now, do you, I, I know you have a lot to say. Do you think that's hereditary, or do you think that your kids see something in you that they then I think replicate? it is an unspoken um, learning process that's learned simply by watching. Okay. I really do. Yeah. And they say that about your children. They learn more about you by what you do than what you ever tell them. It's one of those church phrases. Some things are better caught than taught. Mm -hmm. It's one of those that they just, you just see it and you just replicate Mm. and imitate what you see. Yeah. So my youngest son is in soccer and last week he was in soccer practice and one of the kids took his hat and uh, he was asking for it back. The kid didn't give it to him. I learned all of this after the fact because it was cold and I was in my car. Uh, so he's um, playing with the kid or they're messing around, whatever. Kid takes his hat. He keeps asking for it back. The kid doesn't give it to him back. Joe eventually gets his hat back at the end of pra- soccer practice. Mm-hmm. So he comes in the car and his face is clearly distraught like it is obvious that something's wrong with him so i'm like you know joe what's wrong and he says nothing so i i've had this conversation with him and actually i want to land a little bit right here on this field um so i have this conversation with him and i've had it before about emotional integrity and emotional honesty so just really quickly my definition of that is um integrity actually means to be fully integrated Mind, body, spirit, fully integrated. They all match up. And so when you have integrity, what that means is that like your morals or yeah, your spirit lines up with everything that's happening physically. Does that make sense? Like in the physical world, Mm -hmm. that's integrity. Everything is integrated. Everything is lining up. Everything makes sense. Everything matches. When you don't have integrity, what they're saying is something doesn't line up. Mm -hmm. So that's not having integrity. So in this example, Emotional integrity would be your face is saying something's wrong. Your mouth is saying nothing's wrong. Right. That's not emotional integrity. That's not emotional honesty. Tell me what's wrong. He says nothing. So I have this conversation with him because we've had it before. He's familiar with it. And so I said, I'm going to ask you one more time and I'll ask some different questions, you know, and, you know, at whatever point you feel like saying yes or I'm hitting the nail on the head, respond and we can have the conversation from there. So we go down the list. Eventually, he tells me what's wrong. And I realized in that moment, I passed that down to him. Mm. I, uh, I do not. You got that from your Joshua, parents, Josh? Yes. 
Ugh. What did and you, you get know, from your dad? My dad doesn't talk about anything. Anything. So and listen, you never talk. For him, it's a weak. It wasn't necessarily a weakness, but like that's how he was taught. He grew up. I mean, my my grandfather was an immigrant, bro. What are you What are you crying about? And you pass it down. And you pass and it down. That's why Josh. Remember, we were like, man, Josh never opens up yep. about anything. Yep. <laughs> Josh is walking into the corner. Josh is in the corner right now. Be, and it's You're so 25 true. and Josh just realized where he got it I'm from. I'm 35, <laughs> almost 36. Get it now, Joshua. Yeah. You have 10 years before me. And so I'm literally, yes. Get it now. And honestly, it makes me cry. Like, honestly, it makes me cry because I realize that I have repeated this cycle to my son. Mm-hmm. And you go through, okay, so this is the first thing my, mar- my parents' marriage taught me. Silence. Ooh. Silence. So when my parents first got married, they were young. Oh, and I feel emotional. Please don't hit me. Welling up. I'm not going to. I'm trying to like. Just hit me on the leg. Suppress. You're a lot stronger than you think. That's what I want you to know. When you're like, it's because, I'm like eh. it's because I didn't have a brother when I was I growing know, up. You, but you fight like you did. I know. Like, because I was like one of brothers and, and boy cousins. Hello? I do have boy cousins. <laughs> so listen. My parents got married really young. Mm-hmm. And when they, when I was young, like old enough to remember, I would say probably around third grade because we had moved to Germany. My dad's in the military and his second duty station was in Germany, literally on a different continent across the ocean. And it's me, my sisters, and my parents. They had a rough time, mm-hmm. to say the least. And during this time, we were there for three years, and majority of it was not fun times in my parents' relationship. It was a very volatile situation. There was a lot of yelling and swearing and just arguing, and just it, it was a rough time. And they went from that to silence. So they had this really rough time of arguing all the time, fighting, words are always being exchanged. They found the Lord. They found Christ. Well, my dad did. My mom got saved, saved for real, for real. We moved to Hawaii and we entered this happy time in their relationship. Um, But it wasn't a healthy time because no one was really, it was like they went from, we don't know how to communicate effectively because all we do is argue. And now we're in this happy space. So we're just not going to say anything Mm -hmm. to disturb the waters. And by doing that, you end, they ended up building a lot of resentment. Everything was always okay. Um, if you ask me what's wrong, I'm okay. Inside, I may not be. Again, there's no emotional honesty. There's no emotional integrity. Um, and also, you're starting to lack connection with your spouse yeah. because I have all of these feelings that I want to express. And I saw this meme the other day, and it said that um, silence is the biggest distance between you and your spouse yes now let me pause you right i'm gonna pause because you just clicked in my head what did i happen between them you take this silence Mm -hmm. that they have when they're together right then your dad gets deployed yes so now they're separated by physical space and you know um and emotional space and then when someone else comes in who is a friend who is making an emotional connection, yep. you are now, you're filling that void 
that one, you didn't really realize was there. Yep. And two, you don't have an opportunity with your husband. Yep. So this is how you can have an emotional affair, Absolutely. even if your husband or wife is in the same city, because you could see them every day and never have that connection. Absolutely. And you can be having that connection with somebody else. And now you feel closer to another individual instead of to your spouse, because you're not sharing that vulnerability, those things that really matter. And you have silence in your relationship. Yes. And that was the first wedge in their Absolutely. relationship was silence. It was silent. And it, and it happened. The seed was planted so long ago. Yeah. And years of it. And honestly, when part of my um, just say it campaign, and, and a lot of times when I create these campaigns in the moment, there's something very specific that's a trigger. Mm-hmm. But when I look back on it and kind of sit in it, I realize everything that it really represents. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, and we talked about this on Black Love Doc. I don't, we can say that, right? Yeah. Okay, good. We're going to be on Black Love Doc this season. Um, and they t- we talked about this and uh, uh, not Cody, Tommy asked, were you ever afraid because there was infidelity in my parents relationship that's why they um divorced and it was on my mom's part and um tommy asked me um oh i'm getting emotional thinking about it but he asked me um are you ever have you ever been afraid that that would happen to you and i have been and i realize again just removed from it but kind of sitting in like the campaign and all of that my silence in not saying how I felt and not building that connection with you was separating us. Mm-hmm. Does you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I, and it was maxed by happiness. It was yes because we weren't fighting, we weren't arguing, and that's the silence. business is growing, things are going well, the kids are happy, mm-hmm. but internally there's this like deadening feeling of like something is wrong yes. something is off something here. is off and because we are happy mm-hmm. it makes it harder for you to actually bring this up because it's like kev because i and remember we talked about this go ahead and i you know we were having the the, the debate of our lives about about um where you were talking about me not being emotionally vulnerable oh, okay and i told you like i pay the bills sure. i do that and this and that so i'm like what else do you want from me mm-hmm. and you're like everything like as far as vulnerability goes that's the one thing which is which is everything and that is i'm thinking because i'm doing what i'm a man supposed to do and providing for you and because you're not saying what's wrong with you right i'm not aware that we're even having marital problems sure sure sure. and then it just like i don't want to say luckily but luckily it got to a point where you couldn't take it anymore and it bubbled up until you have an attitude yeah and that's when i first started to notice i remember a couple podcasts ago maybe last week you were like you didn't want to say something because you wanted me to notice. And then yeah. like, cause when you say it, it's like, well, then you only care because I said it. Right. But if you don't say it, the other person is just like, bro, we good. Yeah. We chilling. Yeah. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a man. She's happy. Whatever. We went to Paris. The boys are happy. Little did I know there's something that's been brewing in you for a while. And I think one more thing I want to say is that is interesting is that you, you said about your parents, which is the same for us. The seed was planted. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes a long time for you to see the results of that seed. So, yeah. and sometimes the deeper that seed is, that uh-huh. means the stronger the roots are. Mm-hmm. And when it finally sprouts, it's you, you think you got a little carrot and you got an oak tree of Absolutely. problems. And that is really hard to, to, to break. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I think that, you know, talking about it while it's still a seed allows you to break 
break it down before it becomes, you know, a, a problem that is too difficult or it bears fruit. Mm-hmm. Come on in here. It bears fruit and that the, fruit can be an emotional affair, affair, physical affair, whatever that sure. is, because that seed is poisoned. And this analogy is just rocking. It was a good analogy. Triple, double bang. Now is all the fruit is poisoned by this silence. Absolutely. You bore that and, fruit to and, Jojo. And oh, that was good, Joshua. That was good. Because can they hear him good? They hear him enough. Okay, good. Uh, Give Joshua Mike in every podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to make sure it was heard what he yeah, said. Yeah, and yeah. that is, or it is passed down to your children. And yes. honestly, what I just heard you say was generational curse. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny. Not funny. But it's interesting. Whatever your relationship is with your parents, mm-hmm. it sets the stage for your life. Absolutely. Single parent, abusive relationship, healthy relationship, silence. Because overall, we have a very healthy relationship. Sure. But that thing, like your kids, whatever it is, mm-hmm. good or bad, they absorb it all. all. And they absorb a lot of great things from our marriage, mm-hmm. but they also absorb the silence because Absolutely. they're replicating what they see Absolutely. in us. And, and you the more never bad have things to you say have, it. You never have to say a thing. Mm-hmm. My kids, it's funny. I was telling, this actually is funny. Uh, I was talking to somebody and they were like, how do your kids respond to you getting noticed? Mm-hmm. Right? Zay Zay knows when I fake laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At any time. That was yesterday. He calls it and he calls me on it. Yeah. And I never said I fake laugh and never talked to him about it. I was like, how do you know? He was like, Dad, I've been around you when you get, I know what, I heard your real laugh at home and I hear your laugh and you're trying to be nice to people but you're really tired. Like, I know it. So he knows what it's like. And they call me on that. All, both of them were like, ah, fake laugh, fake laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's a thing that I never thought about. They've seen that interaction Over. so many times. And they've had the quote unquote real me at home. And they're like, oh, you're trying to be nice mm-hmm. to your to your family. And I what's appreciate funny, that. But that ain't how you really that laugh. That ain't how you really laugh. But also <laughs> it is teaching them something. And this could be something good. It, meaning it could be teaching them that even when I don't want to be nice, be cordial. Mm-hmm. That's Dad, I watch my dad fake laugh. Sometimes I don't, feel, you know, given if they're in the spotlight, you're nice to your fans. You're cordial. Yeah. You're appreciative. You fake laugh if that's what you have to do. That could be a good thing. And it also could teach them. Uh, we just watched the um, comedian the other day and she was saying they her daughter, they wanted her daughter to play with one of the classmates. And she was like, sometimes I don't want to play with her. What if playing with her makes me sad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like low key, but in reality, that's a word. Yeah. And that's what we do sometimes as well. We force yes. ourselves to be put in situations to make someone else happy. And it's not making us happy. Right. Child, that was a whole word. So do I get to say my, you can say yours, one of my things. So, so I have two and I'm uncovering some of my deep, dark secrets. <laughs> uh, so my mom, prior to my mom getting married to my my dad is William O'Kelly. That's who I call my dad. Yes. Uh, dad O, dad on stage. Uh, dad O is Melissa's nickname for him. Uh, I just call him dad. People of the world call him dad on stage. He grew a beard when he retired from the army. And it looks so good. It's so good. I'm so happy for him. So before she was married to him, she was with Michelle's dad. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and this didn't really teach me anything. It's just a memory that I don't even know where it came from. But he was like abusive and angry, right? He, he in this particular instance, or somewhere in Baltimore maybe, and there was a terrible storm and she had made him egg sandwich mm-hmm. and he whatever reason she didn't make the eggs the right way yeah and he slammed his hand i don't want these eggs boom yeah and the plate cried and i that memory is like so vivid it's, in yeah. my head me and jay walked outside walked in the rain i remember it that's all i remember of him mm-hmm. but i was just thinking if she had stayed with him and that was their relationship 
I would be a totally, totally different person. Different person to you, to anyone else. Absolutely. Right? Because that's my one like negative experience and it's just like a cloud or whatever. My dad, William O'Kelly, he is the most loving he is. person. He's he is. sweet, kind. The first thing that he taught me is that you can argue without yelling mm-hmm. and without being demeaning. He has never raised his voice. Him and my mom's arguments, they've never raised their voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, never. never. I've seen him be upset. Mm-hmm. I've seen him cut his words shortly, but he's like, Shilla, what would you like me <laughs> to do? That's how he says it, too. Shilla, I tried to do this. And he how never would you says like Sheila. Shilla. Shilla. How can I do this more? <laughs> That's okay. funny to me. All right, I'll do it. Right? Yes. And so in our marriage, I never have right. yelled at yeah. you. Don't yell at, well, maybe yell at the boys sometimes. <laughs> you yell at the boys way more than me. You go full Mary Marshall. I do. That's uh, another thing on here, but keep going. <laughs> is that on here too? Yes. So, and now our kids have seen, and now they've seen us argue and mm-hmm. have disagreements, but they've never seen us yell, cuss at each other, call each other names. Right. They've seen, and that's because that's me you know, seeing that, that's not even how I argue. And that's, I don't really yell with, with anybody. Even when I'm upset, I never yell. Yeah. So I think um, that's probably the first thing I think of is like, my dad was telling me this one time. He was like, you know, we weren't able to give you guys as much money as we would have liked mm-hmm. to, but we gave you a safe household. Absolutely. That's food. So and that was, and in my mind, like that was infinitely sure. more important than like money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, with you, I'm able to, be calm mm-hmm. and you get on my nerves hello oh, oh my gosh oh, oh <laughs> i don't need a whole song gosh. sir so but we've never had that issue and your parents were like that my mom had relationships like that mm-hmm. but imagine if if i did that yeah. it might have pulled the part of you that you saw your parents sure. doing that i'm you're capable of it sure that one time when you thought i was cheating you threw that blackberry at me i was like oh she she crazy for real i got a little bit of pressure you got on. a little bit of gra- so but imagine if we were if i was always absolutely. volatile to you you could match that volatility absolutely but we don't have that in our relationship that's what you got that was that's good. my first one i have another one but i'll let you take your next one okay. before i go okay so my next one is um let me go to it um don't be a victim of identity theft okay okay and so what that means is that i watched my mom and, and actually it's twofold um, I learned that marriage is sacrificial mm-hmm. with my parents because my dad was in the military and I watched my mom not be able to have a steady career because we moved every three yeah. years. Like it's literally not army an option. Wife. She's an army wife. You are married to the army. You are. And so she wasn't able to like really grow, so to speak, in any one location. She stayed in the government system, mm-hmm. um, but there's only so much you can do when you're traveling every you know every three years so i learned that but through that i feel like my mom took on the identity of army wife and that is one thing not only lose who she is but i watch my parents not develop a relationship Mm -hmm. onto themselves the next thing that i learned from them is how not to be a victim of identity theft meaning don't allow myself to get caught up in the role of mommy don't allow myself to get caught up in the role of employee of church of whatever and always remember the 
individual that I am and my interests and what I like separate from being a mom, separate from being a wife, separate from being an employee, separate from being a minister at my church. What are the things that I enjoy? What are the things that I like? And part of me, even when I think back to um, the, the first emotional integrity and this one part of what allowed me those revelations is honesty or is honestly that I've read so many books Mm -hmm. because when you don't have the knowledge for what you're feeling you don't know how to articulate it right um which is why honestly I've started a book club Uh uh-huh Boom. Um, so we are doing, oh, I came up with the title for it, but actually I didn't come up with the title for it. Y'all came up with the title for it. <clears throat> and it is Lissa's List. Did you come up with that? Uh, I think somebody in the comments did. Okay, good. Because I thought so too, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. <clears throat> Lissa's List. And so the book that I am reading this month is called Girl, Stop Apologizing <laughs> by Rachel Hollis. Mm-hmm. I am listening to it on Audible. And I just really, really quickly want to give um, this little synopsis that I'm on like chapter two or three. I think I might be on chapter two. Um, and she was talking about, in my words, mommy shame. Uh-huh. And this ties again to that. Uh, identity theft so she was talking about mommy shame and mommy guilt and she was talking about how she does has a blog and someone asked her how do you do it all and she was like oh girl I don't like I have a help I have um, I have help I have a nanny I have a photographer I have a videographer my husband does this and she said she received so much hate in the comments from people you have I would much rather be a mom at home with my kids than be doing pursuing my own career that's selfish and I was just like really yes wow that mommy guilt my mommy shaming is so real really and it will prevent women from realizing and recognizing what they want to do and they will become victims of identity theft by only doing the roles of mommy yeah only doing the roles of wife yes and you don't know who you and so you feel this literal sense of i don't know who i am because Mm -hmm. all i've done is be a mom and all i've done is be a wife and all i've done is go to work and all i've done is been be a minister um and part of the reason again all through all of that i had my parents as a cautionary tale but also i've read a lot of books Mm -hmm. and so again that's why i'm starting this book club because i want people to find the education um in books that i've read that have helped me along my journey right okay So I say all that to say that you can um, find this book on Audible. They are one of the sponsors for the podcast. They are absolutely amazing. Joshua had just got hip to game to Audible. And he used what? Our code. And he used our code. Make sure you do that. Um, Audible is fantastic. They have the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. Mm-hmm. Child, that's a hefty claim. That is. I'm listening to the uh, what for, uh, for for men only. For, right you now. are yeah. good. Um, it is fantastic. You can listen to it while you're at the gym, while you're cleaning, on your commute. There's like so many different options. I'm often listening to it while I'm commuting or while I am cleaning up. Um, it is fantastic. You have rollover credits. You receive an email once a month that says, "Hey, you have a new credit available." That's my favorite one. I always go in and check to see what new books are there. Um, also. So one of the podcasts that I listen to that is freaking fantastic, Where Should We Begin by Esther Perel. Have you ever mm-hmm. listened to it? Yes, I listened to it with you. Okay, it is so good. I just, uh, season three is about to come out. Highly, 
highly recommend. 10 out of 10 uh, would recommend. Yes, definitely. So go to audible.com slash love hour to get your free trial. Again, that's audible.com slash love hour. That's L O V E H O U R. Or you can text 500 500 and listen for your for a chance to listen. Did I finish mine on identity theft? Yeah, I feel like you shortened it a little bit. I did shorten it a little bit. So let me tell you what the bottom line is. Um, part of one question that I'm often asked is, um, or not even that I'm often asked. I actually got this in an email and one guy who was like, it is so awesome to me that you can still go by Miss Kev on stage and still feel like you have an identity. And I was like, I don't know if I'm complimented or offended. That's a clinsault. It is. A compliment insult. It is. <laughs> but I want to trademark. say. Trademark. Okay. <laughs> but I want to say that I have. Number one, I have struggled with finding my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've put in the work to find my identity. But also, I don't take on the um, identity of Miss Kev on stage. That is an online handle. That is a social media handle. That is a social media handle handle yes i am kevin's wife i am melissa fredericks and i am a mother to isaiah and josiah miss kev on stage is simply an at where you can find me on social media that is a word right there because sometimes people get confused they do kev on stage is a handle yes and people don't know this it's just funny my handle used to be Kevin Fredericks yeah. on Twitter. And I changed have- it to Kev on stage <laughs> because people were getting fired yes. for tweeting reckless stuff. So I was like, I need to, I need to switch my name up. Mm-hmm. And that's because I came now. Kev on stage has also become a persona. Sure. But, um, but that is, it's, it's just a social media it's handle. It's just a social media handle. And that's not to say that Miss mm. Kev on stage isn't a, a representation of who Melissa Fredericks is. Right. Things that I post on there are true to me. Yeah. They're either funny to me, they're relevant to me, they're applicable to me, whatever. But don't trip. But don't think that Miss Kev, and this is the other thing, another thing that actually Rachel Hollis said in the book was that um, what you see on social media is not who I am. It's who you think I am. Yes. That's a word right there. That's a word. So she's like, you may be following me. I may post this outfit and I may have my own personal reasons why I posted it. And you may think, oh, she dresses really cute. She's a mom who also dresses really cute. Mm -hmm. And that's why. And so now everything that I post is your perception of me as a a fashionable mom. That's why the people get so mad at me on Aska. Why? Because I'm a Christian who is willing to have conversations with people people don't always want to. Mm. And they don't think a Christian should do that. Yes. And if they were in that position, they'd be like, do you know God? Do you know Jesus? Yes. Blah, blah, blah. And because I don't do that, they think I'm not accurately de- 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 being an ap- accurate description of, Christ- of a Christian mm-hmm. because I'm not the person they, they would want- be. Mm-hmm. But, yes. Is, and exactly. that's not how I approach the world. Absolutely. Even in my Christianity. Right. So somebody and was that's like, what she was saying. She was yeah. like, you become disappointed when I don't measure up to the standard that you created about who I am. And I've never changed. And I've never changed. That, so it's funny going back to Aska. People are like, don't let fame change you. You're doing this new show. Mm-hmm. I've done this show before you heard of me. Right. I've done Aska for four years. I just couldn't do it for the last three or four years because I worked at ADD. Sure. But before I moved to LA, I was already doing this. I was upsetting people back then yeah. when I did Ask an Atheist yeah. and Ask a White Guy. Sure. You just found out about right. it. This ain't even a new show. Right. But that goes along with the 
you're changing. It's what Will Smith said. Disappointment is uh, whatever it was. Um, expectation is the first, the biggest part of disappointment. Yeah. People expect a version of me, and as as soon as you break out of that version, mm-hmm. you're disappointing. Exactly, and and. And sometimes it's scary because you're like, I don't want to disappoint people. But at the same time, I always want to be true and authentic to who I am. Absolutely. So this, yeah, I like clothes and I want to be an entrepreneur. And sometimes I just want to sit at home because it's raining. I don't want to do nothing. Mm -hmm. And I don't. You did that all weekend. I did that all weekend. It was fantastic. I needed needed all the rest. But the other thing is that um, I was going to say something and I forgot. You deserve it. I'll don't sing don't speak because you? you're gonna make me forget more. I forget it. Okay, do I um, need to go to my next thing? Yes, you can go to your next thing. So the next thing I I learned from my I, and I, I this is well, there's a couple of things. I'll go to my mom mm-hmm. first. I learned entrepreneurship from my mom. You did. My mom has been hustling for as long as I can remember. She uh, she has poor vision and poor hearing now. Still runs businesses, mm-hmm. still writes books, still speaks. Stays on the road. When I was a child, she was a single mom. She worked three jobs. So I work ethic off the roof. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, off the rip from her. Later on, when I was in North Carolina, she had a, a manual marketing service. She, she made she? flyers for people to help promote their events. She had a manual travel service where she served as a travel agent. I and mean, it was a manual everything. Yeah. She was saying it was a manual, like a manual business, right? <laughs> So when I was like 12, I had a, a, lawnmower, a lawn mowing company. Um, we lived on base in Fort Bragg, uh, North Carolina. And I realized that on Tuesdays, you had to, um, you remember it? No, I just had a revelation. Yeah, I remember um, we had inspection. And on inspection, you had to have your yard clean or you'd get a fine. Uh-huh. So on the weekends, prior to inspection, I would go around my little lawnmower. I made my own flyers for my company, passed them out, said, hey, I know inspection's on Tuesday. We'll cut your lawn for $10. I put the money back into the business, bought gas and oil for the lawnmower. I had employees. I had my friends. And I would pay them, like, so we can cut more lawns. Sure. I would be like, all right, five bucks for you, five bucks for me for finding it. And then I keep 10 bucks if I mold my own line. So I bet five bucks for doing it or we do it together and I pay him $3 or whatever. So that was my first business. And I remember the first time I saw a business expense go to waste, I printed off these color flyers. <laughs> that was, I was already at the shop at passing them out. Shop and that's then, only if you're military. You that's know what a, a shop 7-Eleven if you live on base. Yeah. This man took my flyer and crumbled it up and threw it in the trash. And I was like, do you know, how? sir, went back, took it out, unfolded it and gave it to you somebody else. You were serious. Else. But uh, I learned entrepreneurship from her. She's run a business or a slew of businesses for as long as I can remember. What is funny to me about that is framing. Yeah. So I've had a job. Never considered entrepreneurship. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is framing. Even though you did a paper route? And that's where I'm going. I've had a job for as long as I can remember from paper route and you could do paper routes as young as however old you are in like seventh grade. Cause I think so I'm 12, 12. So I had a paper route in Hawaii. Um, when we moved to Washington, I still wasn't quite old enough. I wasn't 16 or yeah, 16, I think is when you can work. I wasn't old enough. So we did, uh, delivered papers in the morning before school. Mm-hmm. And then I worked at KFC and actually before I had it, actually after I was, uh, kind of tired of doing paper routes in Hawaii, I babysat this little girl for like the whole two years that we were in Hawaii after I did the paper out um, and then paper out again. And then I got a traditional job and I worked work study through college. Like I've always had a job. I never considered it entrepreneurship though. Really? I watched my dad 
have income. I watched my dad save money. I watched my dad stash bills. And I was emulating that, but not in terms of entrepreneurship. And so, again, it's just this framing of where you come from, mm-hmm. you know, and how you see things. I never, but also I didn't run it as like a business. It's an independent contractor. Though. It is. It's absolutely so it's independent. It, it, you're but you right. weren't thinking of Lissa's paper out service. You were like, absolutely. I work for the newspaper. They absolutely. pay me. I deliver papers. Absolutely. I work for this family. They pay me. I watch child. Right. And I would do this in the same kind of <laughs> how I am. Kevin's always fussing at me about um, the, the merch and stuff. But I had the same sort of diligence. I would come home i was always an a b student uh i got b's um a b student in high school throughout my whole five academic yeah um so i would go home i would eat i would do my homework and in hawaii i wrapped those papers myself and i delivered them around the base i know you wrapped them yourself yes they didn't come wrapped they came in stacks wow and you had to roll them up rubber band them and i was on my bike and i would throw them you Literally. never enlisted your sister's help? So when we were in um, Washington, when we moved to Washington, it's colder here and they had to be delivered before school. So we did it as a family. My mom would drive us and then me and my sisters would all do it. Mm. But we would get up. We have to pick up the papers on Sundays. We'd have to roll them up, rubber band them and do it. I didn't necessarily want their help when I was a teenager because um, I want to share my money. <laughs> So I'd rather do all the work and then because I was, we didn't have no whole bunch of money, you know, so I'd rather do all the work and then I could buy whatever I wanted. And I was trying to buy clothes and shoes. Capitalism. And, yeah. Greed. It was a I little was bit. I the well. So anyway, I just think, I just hey, think that's, I mean, I'm, I'm a businessman at heart. Yeah, I guess so. Um, okay. So the next thing my, my parents' marriage taught me, and I realized that this was a trigger that I didn't realize that spawned the Just Say It campaign. Okay. Okay. So this is kind of deep. Number one, my mom pretty much wore the pants in my parents' relationship. Yes, she did. Number two, my mom was a nagger. Yes, she was. So what I learned I from that you. is, she, I, I'm sure she would agree. Yeah. Um, what I learned from that is, number one, I wanted to allow my husband to wear the pants. So this is a thing you wanted to do the opposite of your parents. Yes, from the rip. From the rip. Yeah. And I didn't want to be a nag. It's too big. With things. that, yes. And so with that already kind of in the back of my mind, years ago when you called me a nag, it was a trigger to what I didn't want to be and replicate in my parents' marriage. Wow. I, I was know me that. either. I, w- I just had this conversation with Mel this weekend because I had been thinking about this episode and what I wanted yeah. to do. And I was like, Mel... I was already predisposed to silence. And when you said what you said, it was the trigger that I needed to be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Let's pause here. Okay. Predisposed to silence. Parental predispositions is something you should take ownership of and inventory of in your person. It's like a... a, um, what is an that audit. they call it in, in, in insurance where they won't take you if you have something like already wrong Pre-existing with you? Pre-existing condition? Pre-existing conditions. And that's what you have. Sure. Right? So it's one thing to have that, but it's another to have it and not even know it. 
So now you don't realize you are getting triggered until you're getting triggered. Yeah. And I also don't know. You don't. You didn't share that with me. I it didn't know. Have, I was going to say, <laughs> not, not even been a conscious thing. Yeah. So this is why I think people, because you're always worried about people who listen to the Love Hour and aren't married mm-hmm. and like that they don't get anything out of it. And here's why I think people do. This information is vital before you get married. Yeah. Because you know, I know what my triggers are. I know what I learned from my parents. I know what I might need to address. Yeah. What I might be genetically predisposed to or parentally predisposed to because of my environment. And at least before you can get married, you can say, okay, from my parents, I learned this This, and this and that. This is how I see the world. Mm -hmm. In my previous relationships, my people have said this and that, or I've liked this or that, or didn't like that. So now when I want to go into a new relationship, I know this about myself and I can share that. So imagine if you would come to me and said, okay, in my in my marriage in my parents marriage i learned this and that yes i don't want to do this and that and that but if you say certain things it's going to make me feel this way how much more stock could i have taken in our marriage and said if i call her a nagger which probably wasn't what i meant in that scene Mm -hmm. like that like overall sure but if i knew that that would be a trigger for you i would have chosen my words more carefully but since i didn't know and you didn't share it and you didn't i mean i'm not putting it on you then look what it did and that was a one word interaction that had a seven year absolutely year result found effect you nagged i remember when you stopped yes me too where where was it i want to see it's the same spot wait what do you mean exactly where not like around the time so we had bought the house that's exactly what i was gonna say was it right when we got our first house I remember being in the kitchen. Yep. Me too. I was going to say that the memory that I have is in the house, in the kitchen, but I don't remember specifics. Yeah. That's crazy because that's like a dormant memory for me, yeah, but it, it just came yeah. clear. I want to say Keto was at the house and it had something to do with oh, a conversation know, we were having. I remember all that. But listen, let me tell you something. This is also, I don't know. Uh, this is also the importance of therapy. Yes. So part of the reason I am, I feel like again where I am today. I'm scared to go to therapy. I don't know what they're going to uncover. I'm going to do it anyway, but I I know I harbor some stuff that I don't deal with, and once they start unlocking that stuff, I'm going to be like, but my real dad, he never complained with Kevin, and my brother got all the stuff, and I never had godparents, and I make jokes about it all, but inside it really hurts me, and I don't have time. You should go. You do. No. Let me tell I'm you. A, I'm a crip, cuz. <laughs> I don't need that, but I do need it and I'm going to get it. Yes, you do need it. I'm going to be coming at you with wet face every because, Thursday. I know, but this is the thing about um, therapy is that um, it allows you to trace the root of behaviors. Yeah. And that is the inventory. That Absolutely. is the audit that you have to do in your own life. So that way you can come fully self-aware yeah so that way when you say something and it triggers me i can see things for where i am and not necessarily um try to interpret what you meant based on where i am yes because that's what we do distinction important distinction yeah absolutely um and i wanted to say this one thing too that um therapy is hard and therapy can make you sweat Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) physically metaphorically it's hilarious so we want to talk about um native yes they're our last sponsor for the day and they are a first of all anything that is made by women and for women Mm -hmm. i'm always a fan of women sweat too no absolutely so and this is the thing 
I am a sweater. You are a sweat. I am sweaty mess. Yes. So you're always concerned about your sweatiness is what I should say. You're yes. like, I can't wear this shirt because I'm going to be sweating. Man, and, I got, and you cannot just go and get regular over the counter no. deodorants and stuff. It is the most embarrassing thing. I would absolutely do Botox in my underarms to prevent myself from sweating. Is that a thing? Absolutely. Isn't Botox what you do to like fix your face? Yes, but they also have things that plug your sweat glands. Okay, let's talk. Guys, you, it's a human thing. You need to sweat. But when you're going out to events or you're like on the red carpet or whatever, you don't want to have like sweat stains. Okay. Okay, I would do it. I'm just saying that I would. <laughs> so um, the product is Native or the brand is Native and they are formulated without aluminum, para- parabens, and talic. They are filled with ingredients found in nature such as, such as coconut oil and shea butter. And anything mm. made with coconut oil so is good. made... From the Lord, uh, I got the deodorant. I'm be I'm be a hundred with y'all. I put this on. And I was scared because I am a sweaty. And I called Kev and I was like, Kev, I don't know if this gonna work because you have your certain medical. Deodorant. I have certain deodorants that I use that I know will do right by me because yeah. I am a sweater. And this this stood the test of time. It stood the test of time, <clears throat> and I. I wouldn't tell you if it did. I would tell y'all I would cancel this if I didn't, um, if it didn't. And the scent that I have is coconut and vanilla. And it smells good. It smells like a candle (sighs) or like those plugins. Like, honestly, I know I'm weird. If you're a scent. Superstar. Yes. If you're a scent person, (sighs) it smells so good. Like the fact that I've used... It smells so good. Mm-hmm. But what's more important is it works well. Well, well. Okay, but what's more important is that it actually works. But it also smells good. And women like things that work. Mm-hmm. We like packaging and we like scent. And Native hits and on all And Native three. hits on the scent okay, factor. You're smelling it a lot. It's okay, weird. I just want to say Can that. Okay. Um, it is not tested on animals. It has free shipping and returns. It is um, something that has really good ingredients that are really good for your body. I definitely and most certainly recommend it. There is something for everyone. Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women. Uh, plus, we release or they release new limited additional seasonal scents throughout the year. We also offer unscented formula and baking soda free formulas for those with sensitivity. Baking soda. It don't got baking soda. Uh, the most popular scent is the coconut and vanilla. And honestly, I see why it is amazing. It inc- They also have lavender and rose, cucumber and mint and eucalyptus and mint as well. Mm. No risk to try. And they offer free returns and exchanges in the U.S. So what you need to do if you're interested in taking advantage of um, their products, go to native.com and enter love hour in the checkout area mm-hmm. for 15% uh, 20% one more time. So if you're interested in taking advantage of this offer, go to native.com and use promo code love hour during checkout for 20% off your first order. Again, that's, Dang it, it's not native.com. It's native deodorant. Native deodorant? Yes. Okay. 
Uh, Josh, so you got some editing to do. Sorry, buddy. I messed that one all up. I did so well. And you were then, doing, I'm sorry, but this is your best day every time. I've been thinking about it. Okay, for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code LOVEHOUR during checkout. Again, for 20% off your first order, go to nativedeodorant and use promo code LOVEHOUR. That's L-O-V-E-H-O-U-R during checkout. And that's 20% off your first purchase. Definitely worth it. And what I would actually recommend is this product. Get the deodorant, get the co- coconut in vanilla and just do this because it's amazing. <laughs> All right. What else have you learned, Kevin? So the thing I learned next was probably again from my dad. And I think I learned more from my dad in marriage mm-hmm. because of you sure. know, my role as a husband, his as a husband slash father. Um, his diligence with his work. Mm. He worked hard. He did. And, and does. And he spent his money on us. Mm-hmm. And he took us to places. I really, I've told you this before. So it was important. My dad, uh, it was important for him that we had social capital. So he l- wanted to take us everywhere. Yeah. So he took me to Grambling when I was a kid. I saw an HBCU. Um, you went where? Grambling University. Oh, okay. Um, he took me to uh, Arlington Cemetery. He took us to George Washington's house. Every time we took road trips, he found something cool to show us. Uh-huh. Monuments, museums, things like that. And then I passed that on to the boys. And I remember like, as a kid being like, this ain't that cool. Mm-hmm. But then as an adult being you like, man, that, I'm so yeah. glad like, I have this frame of reference. And that's what I do for the boys. Like It was funny last night. Uh, we're going to Japan for Christmas. And I asked the You've boys. decided. Yeah, we all oh, got the tickets. Oh, did you? First class. Yeah, you remember with yeah. the miles? Okay. First class Go for, for it. Us. Just keep talking. And I, we called the boys in last night. We're like, hey, guys, we're going to Japan for Christmas. And Zay was like, Japan? <laughs> he was like, not ready. Wow. <laughs> that's that's impressive. He's like, all my friends have talked about Japan. I never thought we'd be able to go. Yeah. So I was like, Where'd y'all, what would y'all like to do? And JoJo was like, do they have Disneyland? <laughs> like, of all the stuff. And I was like, they do. We could go to, you know, Tokyo. I think it's Tokyo Disneyland. But, um, you know, they went to London. They went to Paris. They're going to Amsterdam and Spain this year. And on on top of Japan. And they, like, whatever they do in life, they will have, like, my dad worked. Mm -hmm. He took care of our family. Mm -hmm. He had to go away from work, which I also realized I learned that from my dad, too. Yeah. Because he was in the army, sure. he spent a lot of time away, away, and he was TDY, or he was on orders, mm-hmm. or he was in the field, or um, there was a time he was doing black ops, and he couldn't tell us where he was going for like two weeks at a time. And as a kid, I was like, I respected sure. that. Like he, dad goes out to work for yeah. our family. Like he, he sacrifices time with us to be there, but he also made the most of time with us. And here's a negative thing I learned from them: my mom running the business and my dad working so much, they missed key time with us mm-hmm. they never went to my games yeah. hardly ever yeah went to my games they and it i would be like and they sometimes my dad not my dad as much my mom they would be at home yeah, yeah like yeah. when i was in high school my mom would just be at home yeah and the game was but your mom was also no not an no. abled person no okay she could have went i'm not saying every game oh, okay but they didn't go but to she literally none. is not nah, don't get her off the hook no oh, this is she, one thing that i've learned um, and I'm, I saw it on your you did? list. Yes. 
grace. Yes. I, 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 actually, I'm, I'm not upset with them because okay, I good. talked to them about it. My dad was not usually there. And my mom was like, you know, I was working. I didn't realize how important it was to sure. you. And you didn't ever say anything. You didn't make a big deal about it. So I thought it didn't matter to you. Um, and she was disabled. I'm, I'm being hard on her, but <laughs> I, I love her. <laughs> but I, it was very important to me to be at my kids' sure. stuff, their games, their, their stuff. And it hurts me even more every time I have to miss one. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I try to go to as much as possible. But that's why I take November, December off yes. so that I can at least be at the games that I could be at. And I promise I'll never not be at my son's game if I'm at home. Yeah. Like if I'm home, you you know, one time we, we had a show on a Friday and I had a show on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. We flew back Saturday morning from Houston, went to their game and flew right because it was a championship yep. when JoJo scored the goal in yeah. overtime yeah. and, and I freaking kid. lost it the yeah. goalie rolled, rolled on the over. ground yeah. lost it we went right from that game back to the airport and mm-hmm. flew and we you know but I, that type of stuff is important to me because we want to have those yeah. moments so and I understood what my parents were doing but I realized and this is what I had to realize for myself I would have rather had less stuff mm-hmm. and more time with my parents and I didn't want to fall into the same trap of doing all these shows and gigs because I can make a lot of money in November, December, mm-hmm. probably the most per, yeah. per year because of holiday, per, holiday yeah. pricing. But I would miss those moments with my kids. So it's okay to leave money on the table in exchange for those moments with your kids. So they appreciate your, your stuff. So that's the thing that was really important to me. The, the last thing kind of along those same lines that I, I have learned actually in adulthood and being a parent is being able to offer my parents grace yes because when i think back my parents were 18 20 22 mm-hmm. and 24 with three kids i was talking to your mom about this this weekend because she came to the show mm-hmm. and by the way my parents have more now they don't miss a show they drive oh i know if i'm within eight hours of north They're carolina coming. i'm like guys okay man they listen don't miss a not a show. single show and my mom asked for a shirt at every show does like she? mom you have a <laughs> my dad does not miss a show no. so i was talking to your mom after. your dad drove to my my sister's um speaking <laughs> engagement a few weeks ago he's he's like that yes now um and uh you were talking about grace and i was talking to your mom about this at dinner and i was like mom I'm 35. Mm-hmm. I said, do you realize when I met you, you were 34, 35? Melissa was 16. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we have 12 and 10 years old, which for our age is relatively old kids yeah. compared to Zay Zay's friends. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, our parent, friends' parents are like 44 yeah, or 50. Yeah, yeah. You guys are the youngest parents by a lot. Your mom was even younger than, than we that. are. I she know. was what? Probably 28 when you were 12 or whatever. Whatever. I'm not good yeah. at math. But the whatever point is. Plus 18 is. Yeah. She was 34 with a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 12-year-old. What? And when I think back to, not even think back, where I, when I think of where I am currently. At 35. At 35. With a 12 and a 10. Yes. Versus where my parents were in the ages of my sisters, I realize, me and my sisters, I realize they didn't know nothing. Mm-mm. They didn't know a single solitary thing they were figuring it out there's no test they give you before you get the kid yeah but you real as an as a child you just believe your parents have it all together yes you're your parents yeah you are the adult in this situation clearly you you have it together you know what to do 
And when you're in that position, you realize, child, I don't know nothing. I don't know me. I don't know him. I don't know us. And I don't know we. Literally, I don't know anything. You're over here asking me how to divide decimals. I don't know how to divide decimals. I don't even know how to put that in a calculator to find the right answer. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. And so I just extend um, grace grace to my, I mean, it's like a retroactive (laughs) extension. Um, But I do, when I think about what they were trying to instill in me, and even that, when I think about what they were trying to instill and offer to me and my sisters, and they were so young Mm. and didn't grow up in what what they they were trying. And how they, the environment you would have been in if your parents didn't pull you out of that. The thought of them. I got what you're saying. Let me say The words were giving me a fit. If you think about where they came from, and the pivot and what they were trying to instill in us mm-hmm. when they didn't have the experience themselves. Yes. It's like, thank you. Thank you. And I am so, I did this post over the weekend, actually, because I had a Friday. Okay. It was just all the things were happening. Uh, but I asked the kids to, first of all, this is where it started. Tell me where it started. It I started so because, okay, so listen, I, I, like I came lot. home. And the trash can oh, was full. Boy, this is something you learned from your mama. No, well, it's twofold. Number one, the trash Ooh, can was full. But not only was it full, mm-hmm. they somebody made oatmeal. And instead of, number one, either breaking down the box or taking out the trash, they decided to just place the box on the side of the trash. Scoundrels! And, yes, and it was like a few other like boxes just laying on the side of trash. So I come home and I am livid. And I'm like, we work too hard Mm. and you get too much to not have taken out this trash that's number one we don't even ask you for nothing cuz literally and this is the other thing though clean your room and take the trash out pretty much it and get good grades out fire on you cuz that's it and y'all mean tell me y'all can't on the hood y'all get everything y'all are in your room playing that video game and you want to to go see captain marvel captain marvel oh you got captain marvel money no no this is the other thing no you finna see thanos what snap you out of here <laughs> the other thing is like as soon as i came home i said mommy are we gonna go see uh captain marvel and i'm like first of all hello first that's first and that is facts so then i'm like go sit down because that's not going to be the first interaction that we have so he goes to sit i go to throw whatever i have in my my oh, hands and then i saw the trash and i was like oh come back Come back. So after I'm done with y'all don't do nothing in this house. We don't ask you for much. The second thing is I say, I said was the only rule that I have, because I'm the one cleaning up this house, is that I don't take out the garbage. I don't take no trash out. I am the only woman in this house. There is no reason why I should be the one taking out the garbage. Mm. Period. Your dad ain't trained them right is what I have. I was so just beyond upset that happened and then later on i asked the boys to help cook i'm trying to teach them to cook food so (laughs) to cook food so i'm like isaiah who wants to help isaiah joe who wants to help me cook so then i say okay that's fine both of you guys can now clean up the kitchen see i told y'all i'm doing that in my set anytime women say okay it's never a good thing no it's always bad it's always worse so guess what now you guys can clean up the kitchen i'm gonna cook 
And then you're going to clean up all the pots and the pans. Because what I would have done is allowed you guys to help me cook. And, and then it, I would have cleaned the kitchen. But since you want to have an attitude. You know you done messed up, right? You can clean the kitchen. And I'm not rinsing nothing. Normally, I'll try to rinse the dishes as I go to make it easier for the no, I'm not doing none of the things. You can clean up this whole kitchen. I was so mad. And in that moment. I know because you called me. Yeah, oh. And they're always your sons when they mess up. You know what your kids did today? Oh, because now they're mine. I never no, no, no. Your like sons don't take off the track. I didn't act like that as a kid. It. And your sons don't see Captain Marvel. When they get good grades, oh, my baby's so smart. Oh, my baby got an A. Oh, my baby scored the goal. Don't take the trash out. Your kids don't never have no respect. They don't. Your kids none. must it. You and the they one that's sweating, but when they must keep that must on, on keep that on your side of the family. Your kids is mostly they need we be native deodorant sweaters, for children. For real. Little natives. Little natives. <laughs> so listen though. <laughs> I learned after I like calmed down. I said, you know what? My mom was a nagger, my mom was a yeller. For sure, and I get that from her. Your mom used to get pissed off at the house. Wasn't Listen, without what is a that? Sh- a droplet in the sink? Shut I'll fire on everybody in this house. She was not girl. that dramatic. But, but also, y'all house was. We were talking about impeccably that. Impeccably clean. I don't know how my mom did all that all the time. Every time. Yeah, but also she had three girls. I'm living in a house with three filthy, stinking men. Anyways. Two filthy, stinking. I said what I said. I ain't filthy and stinking. <laughs> Just filthy. Listen, because we got to finish. Why we got to finish? Because I got to pick up your child. See, now he's my son. But listen to what, what I'm... got to be picked up. Just talking. What I was about to say is in that moment, I realized why my parents would get so upset. Because they're going to work, they're getting up. My mm-hmm. dad's going to PT. We're literally across the Atlantic Ocean on a different continent. They can't see their family when they want. They're trying to provide, and I don't know how my parents grew up, but they grew up. Rough. I mean, I wasn't exposed to it, but I know yeah. they grew up rough on the rough side. Uh, they was on the rough, rough side, specifically my mom, mm-hmm. and they're trying to provide so much more than what they had. And when they compare what we have to what they have and the nerve to not want to clean the dishes, the nerve of you to help with dinner, to vacuum or to do whatever I extend. I'm like, I'm sorry. I was such a bratty child. <laughs> I should it was the have least, the, least the least I could have do. done is offered you my yes. I will help. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm asking for my children. So all you're doing is they're repeating the cycle that you I am did. repeating. Because I these was clean. Cycles. My room was clean. Yeah, a line and a half and a truth thing and the devil. Do you have any other last thoughts? This is a fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. I, I like the Love Hour. It's a good. It's a good podcast. Oh, good. I'm happy. You, you do, do great work. You do all the work, so I can just come and sit down and blabber. Mm-hmm. You all do all the pre work, all the reads. I appreciate you for that. I'm well. The reads can go back and forth because you're better at that than me. But you do all the prep and setup. I just come and talk. Okay. And put a bandana on. <laughs> Why do you have this bandana? I don't know. You do. I'm a thug. Just be doing stuff. Okay. So no other last thoughts. No final thoughts. This um, is a fantastic episode. Uh, there is some more things that we didn't talk about, but there's not much. Um, okay, so you, you got to see, and there's D E F G N H talking about. There's not that much. Okay, so you could do a second episode. No, I'm not. You could do part two next week. Okay, well, think about it. So what I want to say is uh, make sure that you are following Kevin Sage at Kevin Sage. I can be found at Miss Kevin Sage, and the Love Hour has a Instagram, and that is at the Love Hour. Um, and on Facebook, I don't know what's happening. There's a hoodie sale coming this week. There's a hoodie sale coming this There's week. There's a code. It's going to be 30% off. I just don't know what the code is. Okay. Probably uh, Anita Baker. Okay. We'll also put it I don't in. Know if, can I use that again? You can. We can also put it in the um, show notes. Okay. 30% off of these all things hoodies and the blessed hoodies making way for new 
merchandise for the spring. For the spring. Even though the spring bodies are, are behind schedule, summer bodies probably won't be delivered until summer 2020, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> Still Anytime for the conference. Speaking of which, so, hold on, I just want to say this. Oh. I, when Josh took that picture of me in Hawaii, oh, yeah. when I was all blubbery, and I was like, "Next year things will be different." <laughs> Next year it came a lot faster than I thought. <laughs> Hawaii is in four weeks, and I absolutely still look like that. And if that boat is there, I want to take the exact same picture. <laughs> just new swimming trunks, but overall nothing else has changed except the swimming trunks. Ah. That's I totally also realized the last thing I want to say about losing weight is totally random. I was doing really well. Remember before the tour started? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know you want me not to be on the road as much uh, next year. The routine of touring is what makes it so hard. Yeah, to, you're, you're much better with routine. I'm <laughs> so much better with I have my day. I can go to the gym and I have flexibility. Yeah. But without that, it is tough. Yeah. And touring is grueling. Yes, it so is. So 2020, baby. I'm coming for you. That's okay. 2021. We'll see. Uh, last thing we want to say is that, um, child, the conference is well underway. Yeah. I should have decisions made by this upcoming Friday. I am so super excited about it. I anticipate having registration soon. I don't know if I want to give y'all my target date yet. Um, but if you want to be on the, um, Mailing list. The mailing list, please text five, love hour to 500, 500 and you can join our mailing list. Yep. Um, Space also, is limited, so get y'all money together. It's uh, going to be a, quite an experience. Yes, I'm so excited about it. Thank you to our sponsors for uh, sponsors that sponsor today's episode, Third Love, Audible, and Native. Please support our sponsors by supporting our sponsors. You are also supporting us. And I think that is it. Amen and amen. Right. God bless you. God keep you. We'll see you at the conference.